When the credits start rolling, but the movie keeps haunting you. Before, after. Then it's time to tune in to Dismembering Horror. We'll talk about what worked and also what didn't. We'll dissect every aspect. Maybe someone we shouldn't. He turned out to be a completely unreliable asshole. Take it away, boys. Thank you to whoever you are for that lovely introduction. And hello, Tim. Hello, Ryan. I, I know who it is, but I'll never tell you. Well, I mean, person aside who recorded it, they are... The they, ethereal yes. being as such. Exactly. I get what you're saying. I still know who it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, hello, everyone listening, watching... Watching in the future, we sh- I've been saying that for a while, but if you have <laughs> like, been... Uh, if they're watching it now, it's the present, baby. No, 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 but for our audio listeners oh, who oh. may be going to check yeah, for going, the video... Oh, it would put, I wanted to watch it. That, if you're listening to this soon upon release, that does not exist <laughs> oh, yet. Hey. We are slowly but surely uh, putting all that, that together, recording way. the episodes as we go. Wait, I gotta doll myself up. This is really hard to do looking in the non-mirror version of yourself. And today, we are here to dismember (laughs) on episode 208 of Dismembering Horror, a recently released film that was... Uh, as far as I could tell on on Twitter and horror horror internet, it was was getting a lot of getting a lot of talk and chatter. The Outwaters found footage film. Mm Mm-hmm. Written and directed by Robbie Banfitch. Mm-hmm. So anything else to say before we jump into the trailer here? About life? About the Outwaters? Or anything just you, anything at all? Usually it's about the show. If anything you missed saying, anything you wanted to clarify. Oh my God. Probably not. I, you know, I don't really do corrections. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I don't remember anything mm-hmm. that I've said. Right, so you are like, editing them. Like once it's said, it's gone. It's out of my brain. So nothing on my end. Great. Well, we got <laughs> Dushku back. She's, oh, she's new frame. She's hanging. It looks good. All right, then yeah. let's let's watch the trailer, shall we? Without further ado. All right. All right. I'll say it again from the festival premiere twenty twenty two. So that's what counts. From two thousand twenty two, the Outwaters. Please call me. And so, after our trailer, we rate the film per our rating system. A very objective rating if it was Tim or I talking to... Subjective. 
subject. Yes, thank you. <laughs> if it was Tim or I talking to versions of ourselves who had not yet seen the film, would we tell ourselves to avoid, stream, rent, or buy the Outwaters? I'm, I am, uh, I'm really wondering, I'm trying to decide <laughs> where your brain landed with this. I kept thinking it could have gone either way with you too. I'm curious. I have a feeling you liked this, but maybe I'm wrong. But I think this is the worst movie I've ever seen. So you're saying a new worse than Leprechaun Origins, which I think was yeah. a great film? Yeah. I'm trying to think of what you rated the I worst. enjoyed Leprechaun more than I enjoyed this, for sure. I would avoid this for myself at all costs. I was so angry the entire movie. There are a very small handful of things that I think were done well, mm -hmm. but I, I hate this movie. <laughs> I hate, like, I, we'll talk about it, obviously, but. There's your review and summary. God, I hate it. <laughs> I hate this movie. I hate it. I think it's self-indulgent shit. Um, you know, you're, you're right when you say I liked it and I didn't like it. In that I, I, I like, <laughs> I loved everything about the movie except the movie. Like. Oh, I, I'm honestly. I with, think I know what you I'm mean. I'm honestly with you. I love that it's low budget, scrappy filmmakers went out to make this thing in the desert together. Yeah, I like through blood too. around. That's cool. Great. Made some monsters. The 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 what the monsters are, what it is sure. that he's jumping all around. There's weird time stuff going on. Love all of that, but I did not like the movie. I'm because it's you. a bad movie, and I'll yeah. tell you. I'll tell you why. In summary, it's not a movie. It's not. There is no, so, okay, there's a plot, but there's no movie. What do you do? And I don't, I, like, I'll try to expand on that, but like, well, well, just, in a basic view, that's what I walked away. I was like, there's nothing there. There's no movie there. Right. You said that about another movie. Oh, God. That, like I said, um, I'll never remember. That uh, I... <laughs> Once I said it, it's gone. That when my friend heard the review, he just got upset and turned it off that you referred to this movie as that, that it wasn't a movie. And that was, I'm the pretty little thing that lives in the house or whatever. You were like, it's not a movie, though. Yeah, okay. That's more of a movie than this. Okay. When I... What, <laughs> what about compared to Skinnamarine? Because that I really so loved. It, it's clearly in the same... It gets milieu right. It's or in the whatever. conversation with it a lot. But um, I loved Skinnamarink and I did not love this at all. I really did not like this. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember how, like, I remember. Well, as far as your definition of, like, yeah. movie or not. Okay, let me, let me put it a different way. Maybe calling it not a movie is the wrong thing. Because anything can be a movie. Who yes. gives a shit? <laughs> um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, okay, so... People do stuff. There's no story. That's that's what it is. There's no story for me. There's certainly almost no narrative. There's no conflict. There's no, there's no, there's just um, ambiguous happenings that don't 
relate to, okay, actually, here's an even better way of putting it. I remember thinking it while almost right when it ended. Nothing matters without context. And this movie has no context to me. And that's why I'm like, it's not a movie. You can, I get it. Like that, that may be the wrong way to frame it saying it's not a movie, but, but a story or sorry, visuals like moving pictures without context is nothing to me. I can't get on board. And so I'm left going, it's a, it's, it's maybe a movie, but it's, it's not fulfilling what I think a movie maybe not should, but what I would want a movie to fulfill. Would you say Skin and Rink was giving you context? That yeah. Is, in what way? Yeah. Um, place felt more contextual. Like, like the kids in that place has meaning to me in a way and a context to me in a way that is wrapped up in how it's filmed. And so I think I could pretty quickly go, okay, like this is... This is a movie about a feeling that we've all had. And so I can kind of, that's context to me. That feels like something. And then there's stuff throughout the movie, visually, that is supporting that. I mean, the, the feeling thing, I think, is enough said. That's what I would have said. Sure. Yeah. But this lacks all of that to me. Man, with our powers combined, we're really going to tear into this one because I didn't like it for an entirely <laughs> other set of reasons. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, Robbie. I mean, I didn't like it for f- nearly infinite reasons. <laughs> well, then, you know, I'll give you more to get excited about if you don't. I mean, you probably show them too. Anyway, I, don't wanna, I, don't, I mean, I don't want to go on just a total tirade of like, this is trash or well, whatever. We have a but, whole section. That's what works. Yeah. So let's work our way toward yeah. that. So okay. before we even can say that, we rated it. Oh, so, uh, okay. We didn't even say our ratings. I'm an avoid at all costs, avoid. I'm. Definitely buyer's regret to rent it, so I'm not a rent. But um <laughs> Yeah, I rented it too. I was like, God damn it. I don't regret watching it because I just like staying up with new horror and especially mm. low budget horror. So I'm technically mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. stream as much I was just wanting it to be over when I was watching it. But oh but y- you're saying you would tell yourself that it'd be okay to stream this? Yeah. Oh man! I'd say Ryan, you aren't gonna like it, but you should still check uh, it out. Okay, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, not with this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, shall shall we try to piece together some things that worked? Uh, no, let's do the summary. Oh, the summary! Oh, for fuck's sake! Um. Oh God. Okay. So here, here's I can summarize the plot. I can't, I don't think I can summarize the movie. The plot is a guy, presumably a director of some sort, has a camera and wants to make a music video for a girl who he knows because she's got a song that they think is good. Uh, Tim, that is the story, technically not the plot. Okay, what's the difference then? A plot is how the scenes are sequenced or acts are sequenced. It's the it's the plotting, how something goes from one to the other. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, I'll tell you how one thing goes from there <laughs> okay. to the other. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so they they go they go to the desert. Four of them. 
it's a dude, his brother, their friend, and the girl who's the the singer. And they're going to shoot a music video in the desert. And uh, and they are, you know, it's they're doing it on their own. It's all very, you know, guerrilla filmmaking, like throw it together because that's what we do now. And then after about 55 minutes weird stuff starts happening in the in the in the desert and then it doesn't stop happening but it's not really cool weird stuff it's just weird weird stuff with no context well we know it's a military area there's booming Irrelevant. that happens that uh, there's some sort of um uh uh light uh, uh, illustrated dimensional portal jumping. Sure, there's a guy with an axe. Yeah, there's a guy with an axe. <laughs> there's an axe in the first place. There's uh, a big uh, scorpion interdimensional crab monster. Yeah, so, yeah. Is and that what you got from it? Scorpion crab monster? That's, that's cool. Kind of dragon crab? I couldn't, I couldn't put a finger on it. I was like, I don't know if this is like, like demon... A uh, horned toothed creature yeah. thing, or if yeah. it was like crustacean-y, I couldn't tell. But kind yeah, of that's both. cool. Like yeah. like a little sure. b- both. I'll get behind that. Little snaky guys. <laughs> little snaky guys. Bloody snaky guys. And a lot of blood. Someone kind of just and people just kind of losing it, running around, all bloody. Mm-hmm. Peeling s- stuff off of Great. themselves and so, such. Whether you've seen it or not, we like we're talking as if you have seen it. So you know, ruiners abound. Um, but we just got us all, (laughs) we just got us all on the same page there. And then it ends. Which, uh, it could be a good transition to what worked. Yeah. All right, let's do it. What worked? What worked? What worked for you? What worked for you? Work like a charm. What worked? I liked how it ended. I like that it ended. I <laughs> I liked that <laughs> the guy, I liked that it ended with a guy chopping his penis off with an interdimensional oh, like uh, shark tooth and then his guts out too. I'm glad you liked that. Well, something happened. I guess so. Sure. Yeah. But no context. So again, I was like, I don't care. Yeah. It's hard for me. So there was enough context of him just going crazy that I'm like, at least it's, it went somewhere. It is, it, it, it did something. Yeah. Okay. It was gory. It was just, sure. It was just the sheer okay, excess okay. of I'll it. I'll jump that on board. Fine. Here's what I'll jump on board with that is that <laughs> the actual visual effect, meaning the, the effects, the, the special effects of that were fine for me. So how about what worked okay for you, it. Tim, about this movie? There's one thing that dis- definitively worked and was, I think, pretty remarkably well done, which is the sound design itself. Forget about, like, I mean, granted, a lot of the movie you're watching in the dark anyway, so you might as well just have been listening to it. But the quality of the sound design was really well done, on my, in my opinion. I just thought that, like, whoever was... I looked at his name, and now I don't remember what it is. Robert or something like that. Robbie Banfitch said he spent about two years working on the sound design. Well, it showed. Good job, Robbie. You, you nailed it. I mean, that's really good stuff. I was 
super impressed with the sound design. Uh, okay. <laughs> and anything else? I mean... How about some things I liked? You could tell me if you liked them or just okay. not say anything then. Okay. If you didn't like them. If I didn't like them, I'll you'll know. Well, I already mentioned the spirit behind it. Okay. Which yeah, I sure. don't maybe that's a reach. Maybe I don't know if that counts for Look, our section here. I think everybody get should be commended for making a thing. Period. Make the thing. It can be shit. That's okay. Don't not make a thing for fear of it being shit. Make a thing and if it's shit, figure out why and make a better thing. That's my uh, advice to filmmakers. In what worked. Yeah, in what worked. Uh, I really liked the plane wing shot of just that kind of just... It did the thing that I liked in, um, I guess, all of Skin and Marink is this, but like we're all going to the World's Fair too. Where yeah. It just found a way to hang on an otherwise innocuous shot just long enough to build up some kind of just little ominous dread and with the kind of, you know, rumbling of the plane engine mm -hmm. too. It was cool. It was, it wasn't, it was effectively one of those shots that feels like it could just be a kind of B-roll whatever shot, but then editing was just right to push it into something a That's little more. That's interesting that you took I like something that. away from that. And then um, I liked the, another thing and just kind of the first bit hour whatever setup. There were different kind of driving or travel montages. I really liked the one that sort of started with the tunnel and oh. had this like kind of really cool, almost um, like fantasy synth score mm -hmm. going to it. That was one where it was just sort of like, it's doing something. Yeah. I'm digging it. I like that. Yeah, like Britt that. said, this is, this is very Euphoria right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I really watched Euphoria. I can see that good you should watch it i've watched a few episodes um i liked the people enough um <laughs> i i uh i actually this was uh, something that was a common critique probably for you too but something that um is so key for found footage is how or why do they keep recording i actually weirdly bought that fact that he's still recording because you have no context for the kind of out of it he is. Oh, oh, oh. so, so, okay. You've, you've, the, ta the snake has come back around and eaten its tail in your opinion here. <laughs> sure. Got it. <laughs> it was the kind of, since God. it felt like it could be the kind of crazy where why not he's someone who's just is used to the, the physical act of recording with the camera coming where he just was off of, that it's just something you almost under a spell just continue to do. Mm -hmm. I could get behind the idea that there's this trope of the director that hides behind the camera and can't like let go of that. Um, I don't think they made any suggestion that that was the case. There is no indication of that. Yeah. But if that's what you want to use as your framework to justify it, all right. <laughs> okay um <laughs> this is so i feel like we're, i'm just talking and you're just waiting for the what did not work section here <laughs> well i mean i'll agree with you when i when something is, is agreeable all right well if you're new to the show our format here is usually more of a back and forth for <laughs> what worked but 
as Tim said, he hated this more than any yeah, of the other hard. 206 movies we've watched. What are so. you going to do? Um, I liked that they did a big old practical monster special effect like creature out there. And that did work for me as far as just glimpses of it. Okay. Um, I liked the shots of the donkeys. <laughs> you know, there's uh, Oatman. Do you ever hear of a place called Oatman? No. It's out there. And it's like run by donkeys. So there's just like, like, I don't know, probably 100 or 200 donkeys that just roam around this little old gold rush town that still does like, you know, they like do reenactment gunfights and stuff. Great. It's pretty cool. The donkeys are everywhere. It's wild. So we'll just go to Oatman rather yeah, than go to Oatman. watch this film. It's scarier than this film. All right. Uh, versus in Evil Dead Rise, I liked the use of the earthquakes here. I thought that felt more connected to just out in the desert, booming happens. Maybe some kind of experimental thing happened that's like conjuring something up from the depths, the cracks in the ground in the desert. That all felt connected to me. The, the, not, unlike Evil Dead Rise, where the earthquakes were totally unnecessary, I thought. The, the justification in Evil Dead Rise is that it's L.A. <laughs> right. Earthquakes happen. And, uh, I mean, this too. Um, yeah. yeah. It wasn't just the, the earthquakes themselves I thought were, you know, um, justified. But there was the, it was the one moment where I keyed into, like, I felt put into the reality of the situation where the the light fixtures in the hall were swinging in tandem. That's a good shot. Yeah, which is, you know, it's it's hard to, to do that, and it's something an earthquake really only does. So that yeah. was a very nice detail that when that happened, I got put into the reality of the world. Okay. That's what I got. That's Oh, that's it, really? Yeah. You didn't like the little snaky guys? No. <laughs> Did you like the sound that they made? No. Oh, okay. Well, I I mean, I like the idea of them. <laughs> like, I love a tentacle. Like a weird, gooey, like, slithery, weird ten tentacle thing. Like, that's cool. I thought they were completely abstract and didn't mean anything to me. But when they showed up, I was like, well, that's something. Yeah. Um. You know... I don't know if I can even reach for other things that I liked. Uh, I love a bucket of blood. There's pools of blood. It feels like small yeah. little pools of blood. Yeah. Um, uh, God, no. Yeah, nothing. All nothing right. else. So then let's move on for what for this episode will be the main portion of our show. <laughs> what did not work? It's not ready yet. Seems to work okay. No, something important's missing. What did not work? <laughs> well, you got a load you got to get off your chest? You know, look, like I said, commendable to make a thing. But I also said I found it really self-indulgent. And like, Look, if 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 where you're at is is if wherever you're at is where you're at, and I'm not gonna begrudge people that, but like for my taste, this the the overt tropiness, for lack of a better word, like 
everything in this movie felt like a unoriginal, uninspired redo or attempt at being artistic in quotations or, you know, being cinematic or edgy in quotations. Like, I'm sorry, but for the last mm, eight years or so, we've seen the flipped upside down shot. This this film, like, didn't just do it a couple times. They spent like half the movie upside down. And so that begins a whole question for me of like, why? Are you doing it because you think it looks cool or are you doing it because you have a just a story justification for it? And that's really overall the biggest issue I have. Nothing in the movie to me felt like it had a story justification to support anything that happened. And that really upsets me because I'm like, there are some almost really cool ideas and they just, they're unsupported and they're unfulfilled, which is even worse. So like, why are we listening to this girl and this guy talk about her dead mom and cry? She, the same scene, the exact same th- scene happens twice where he like puts a camera in her face and she goes, oh, I'm feeling emotional. I miss my mom. I'm, I think I'm going to cry. And then she doesn't cry. That happens twice in two different places. Who cares if it doesn't add up or lead us to something, some bigger meaning. And like, if you're going to do a movie where the whole movie is this like build up into this like mass cacophony of chaos and like extreme weirdness, can like, don't just leave us hanging with little nuggets that you, or breadcrumbs that you've left that are defining characters. Characters aren't just defined by like in story. I don't give a shit what the character's backstory is if it doesn't, lead or add up to something for them or for the people around them. Here's another good maybe uh, touchstone. You and I both really liked Baskin. and I a- love Baskin. Another example oh. of um, when I say I love everything about the movie, but the movie, the idea of this core cacophony, I think, as you kind of just put it, of just crazy yeah. madness at the end. You don't know what's going on. I love that in theory. But that, and that's kind of like what Baskin did too. You just kind of enter hell in the yeah. last chunk of that movie. So what was that doing maybe that this one didn't, just to sort of illustrate more what you mean as far as like the story or the, what kind of thread wasn't there or what kind of context wasn't there? That's interesting. Um, I haven't seen Baskin in a while. So it's as simple as like police, dr- group of police, I think, so, go so to. So the dream realm is is kind of, uh, it's inferred in such a way that we can get on board with it. Mm -hmm. And once that happens, like there's a threshold, sort of a distinct set of thresholds that he crosses that, that are, that are visually based around things from dreams. Mm -hmm. Like that's a thing that universally the director went and did some research and I spoke with the DP from that movie and I asked her specifically, I was like, is, is this intentional? And she You're was talking like, about Baskin. Yeah, about Baskin. And she was like, 100% intentional. Like he looked into dream stuff to create these visuals and these, uh, the set pieces of like where they're going and like how they're going down into this the darkness and whatever. 
it has context. I mean, it's it's a purposefully laid out set of, you know, like uh, it's a journey that has signposts that are that are intentional. This, as far as I could tell, had absolutely no intentional signposts, at least to the point that we could pick up on them. So, so I'm not saying that the director didn't have them for himself. He very well may have, and that's cool, but nothing he was doing was letting us pick up on them. It felt more like he was saying, I'm going to be purposefully obtuse for the sake of being weird and and chaotic and and like arbitrary. Well, to and st- I, yeah. I, I like I then I'm like I'm pretty good at inferring things in movies. Like I'll read way into a thing even if it's not intentional. There's nothing to infer from this. I mean, I tried by the end and I was like cuz he's uh saying the Lord's prayer, maybe I can get I can like kind of latch on to an idea that if he was raised Christian, like really hardcore Christian or some version of hardcore Christian and has sort of guilt around that or around anything that goes against the doctrine of or the indoctrination of Christianity, maybe this is some sort of commentary on that of like him hating himself or the version of himself that represents that. And so he needs to kill that version or have that version kill him. And I was like, uh, maybe that was what the intention was, but it's just so loosely not set out for us. I mean, even it's not even vaguely set out for us, right? Like there's no morsels. And I was like, well, to me, it's just him looking at his toes a lot. What does that mean? Does it mean anything? Did he mean for it to mean something? <laughs> Why would he be asking if his toes meant something? Because that's all we looked at for 45 minutes of the movie. <laughs> um, so that's my point, though. It's like, wh- why would I be asking? Okay. Because I got nothing else to ask because I don't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> it's funny how uh, our brains work differently or whatever, or what doesn't work is pretty different in this case as far as like i didn't get hung up on any of that like i'm i'm cool like what was blair witch project that like the reigning champion of found footage movies still right wreck i think com- is like up there too as Rec's far as pretty good. as far as what i've seen wreck has a story blair Witch has a story well they're simple i mean but as far as just in terms of I don't know, but, but but Blair Witch, what makes it scary is we we don't know a lot. It's we, what is the Blair Witch? We just kind of get these sort of vague stories about it. But it's it's structuring is as simple as people go out in the woods making a dog. It's just like this: people go out to shoot a thing. Oh, that! But no, in that one, it was about the subject. Yes, that was something halfway through. I I thought to myself, I was like. Part of why this isn't working for me is that there's there's really no story reason for him to continue filming. Okay, well they it, they went out into the woods in Blair Witch specifically to capture the weird goings on of that forest in Rec, and to find something. Wreck they were doing just like a sort of expose on something that wasn't 
about zombies. <laughs> it was the firehouse, I guess. I forget oh, yeah. what it, it was. It was a day in the life of fire. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that like that's a that's okay. You know, I don't, a thin thread, but okay. Okay, so here's the thought I had though. Okay. Why? So uh, to your point, why do we get on board with Blair Witch and not this? And I think it has very, very much to do with narrative, inter-character inter narrative. The movie Blair Witch is not about the Blair Witch at all. It's about the interrelationship of these three people who kind of know each other but don't really know each other and them f like fucking up and lying to each other and manipulating each other and then losing each other. Right. Here when stuff hits the fan, you just, just kind of whatever, all that's the out first the door. 35, 40 minutes of this movie are pretty, they're, they're attempts at character development or setup, but we, there is zero conflict between the characters. Zero. Like, they don't have relationships with each other. So that, okay, so that was intentional. The director said, and I, I like this point. He's like, you know, if for it to feel realistic to me, like me and my friends go to hang out and go on trips or whatever, we get along. We like each other. And so, okay, so I didn't even make a point early. I was still going with where I was going. I just brought up those comparisons. Okay. I just happened to go with those, com those comparisons. But I like something as simple as just like people go out to do one thing totally unrelated and then horror sets in. Like, that's fine. That's all I need. So I'm okay with that if what's going on with them is somehow related to what happens. Somehow. It, it, like... I need some connectivity. So actually, there was an interesting... God, I forgot what the example was. It was funny. There's a letterbox review that was essentially saying that same thing. It's like, just how about this or this? Or like, a, a, they, they see a squirrel that like, uh, you know, like runs over and drops something and something and starts it. It, it, was, just, it was stupid. But just, <laughs> just basically making the point that there was some sort of connection between their presence there and what was going on. So it just at least felt consequential. Consequential. Don't you want, I just, we're, oh God, I well, don't know. Well, I where, mean, were there clues? Were there, like, it, it, to me, this felt like 140 minutes of completely arbitrary visuals. And then a sign that said, like, caution, don't, don't trespass here or something. So, yes. I think... And that's supposed to mean something to us? See, see, I'm still... Like, I, I just don't... I, my mm. read on just why I didn't like this film still has nothing to do with these, like, story aspects. But I keep thinking in terms of, like... Um, I don't know. This is where my, my brain goes, of course. Like, David Lynch's idea of the idea. Be true to the idea. Which is essentially saying be true to the movie. And I'm that, okay that with that. That, of course, means story things... So what just, is the idea in this movie? So That's what I don't I th think it. I think it could have been in there if it was just way, way shorter. This thing just, it, there was no, by just going like that to it, I think, um, 
I don't know. I think I think it, it could have because even like the the first chunk, the setup, I actually didn't. I wasn't hating that. A lot of people were like, "Nothing happened." Da da da. No story. No story. But like, I just kind of got caught up in some of the cool visuals actually. And like any found footage movie before the bad stuff happens, there's always this like inherent suspense that's that's happening. And then it was once stuff did started happening where it like just really lost me at that point. Okay, so um, uh, let me put it. But, but there was a, yes. Okay, go, no, you go ahead, go so ahead. So basically, I mean, I'm just trying to think in other terms, story aside as far as where there was no consistency, where there were things that didn't need to be. I think it concerns story in probably ways that I just, you know, am not privy to. But I just think like it's in this also going on this weird, I mean, this basically what editing takes care of. What did this long sequence of him looking at his feet uh, add or concern with or have to do with um, the next sequence that was essentially just felt the same? Right. Right. So like put those to, you know, get start chopping away at that and a, sh- a sheer just sort of storyless like images on screen can take on more of a something. I agree. And they and the I think that the way they do that is the sort of Trey Parker, Matt Stone thing that we've probably all heard at some point that if you're saying and then you're in deep shit. Mm-hmm. But if you're saying therefore or or but, I think, is how they put it. I think this could have been... This has zero therefores. I think I mean, literally fucking zero. It's just a series of and then, and then, and then, and then. And there's no causality. Right. And there's um, there's no logic to the next scene, right? Like, the, the logic is there is no logic from the, the, the filmmaker's point of view. That, like, it's all, uh, disconnected or, or, or I don't know what the right word exactly would be, but like at one point he's screaming at his friends cause he sees them alive in the desert and he, the, he's gone through all sorts of shit and he's just screaming, screaming, screaming. And then it cuts to just him in another place, like in another part of the right. desert. And I was like, I think I know that the attempt was to say in that moment, he can't be heard by them or they don't exist, right? That they're an illusion, but like, if we go from that to just nothingness again, which we've already been in, the point of that being true or not true is irrelevant. It goes away. It's gone. So there is no therefore. There's just a, yeah, and then this, and then he's over here, and then he's over there, and then it's dark, and then it's light, and then he's underwater, and then there's a strobe light, and then there's him, and he has an axe, and then there's not him, and then there's, it's just a, a snake thing, and then there's a bull, right. bull, donkey, crab, monster, See, demon. So I'm think, like, it's just and thens. I think editing could have greatly, greatly helped that. But... If you don't have anything to hang your hat on as an editor, story-wise, what are you editing to? It's you can in give- this movie. Like, can you imagine a version of the of the scenes that you saw that were tied together in a way that created some semblance of of therefores? I think it's less of an issue. And you can sort of do stuff with editing that almost like simulate the feel of a but then or therefore. Like if just imagine like significantly, significantly shorter, almost if this was like uh, something from one of the VHS movies, basically. Right. Like 
I think that's when a sort of and then thing can take on an almost justified feel because we're just on this like when is it going to end roller coaster but rather than yeah. a oh, god when is this going to end roller coaster right <laughs> no i i think i i understand i think what you're saying and i think i think that there's some merit to that way of looking at it because because then the the uh the action that's happening it can be massaged into a, a a rhythm that pushes us into feeling a certain way and then right when we feel like we've gotten there you pull the rug out and the movie's over and you go holy shit right. so it's it's sort of the roller coaster model of that's, filmmaking right a roller yeah. coaster is what like 30 seconds long usually but see that editing it's giving it maybe it's not giving it the therefores but it is giving the but thens because there's an escalation of all of a sudden there's little creatures. All of a sudden there's a big, bigger creatures. All of a sudden there's, mm -hmm. but then time stuff is happening. There's a sense of some kind of ride or escalation. So I think you could, with editing, give that the, the but thens. <laughs> yeah. I think it just makes me really mad. It yeah. makes me mad because it feels, it feels hacky. It feels like uh, a series of, of, <laughs> There, there's an axe in the middle of the desert, right? Well, there was, yeah, there's a good example of like- Why? Right, of what's, what's wh like- Well, that's what I'm saying, like with the editing, imagine cutting all the, like th that, I, I don't know if you could, but just like things as far as being true to the idea or not. It's just this like, this feeling that, you know, you're that one is supposed to have yeah. of like, and they're- it was weird. It was in this way. There was just this. I did not ever tune into that thread because I again, I I don't yeah. want more explained in this film at all. That would ruin it for me. I don't more. either. I want it, less. On honestly, less right. would be better. Right. Don't have a fucking axe in the middle of the desert, which makes no sense whatsoever and is never paid off. Right. Just have a dude on the ridge. Yeah. Have a naked dude. You're look. That's scary. You go camping in the middle of the fucking desert and you hear some weird shit and you go out to see what it is and there's a naked specter standing on the ridge. That's fucking scary. But having him have an axe is hokey and and just like, it, it's like, what? That's kind of an example of what you said starting off. Why? Of just, it's like just scary things happen. Yeah, fuck all that. Get rid of it. Doesn't matter. I mean, like, we don't see the axe hit anybody anyway. Yeah. Who gives a shit? So it's way scarier to be like, oh man, there's a dude out there or a thing out there. And then, oh shit, I'm getting attacked by this unseen thing. And now I'm bleeding a lot and I don't know where from or why. Yeah. The axe just is like, uh, what? So it's more than just the, that I think it could, even with good editing of chopping this way down that's like a main thing but even still within that you would have to do more for me to i guess like it or for it to work for me i'm because mad it, I, I, dude i i was it's, oh go on my <laughs> i was getting to my other main thing on top of it just being too long and maybe if it was shorter things would be better was just like it's key for a found footage movie for me at least to this the word i think of i think i brought up with another found footage movie we've done maybe it was rec 2 versimilitude 
the mm. sense of realness of and this this the sense of you know it, it all like what is it what is it it's got to feel real like if you're having yeah. these sort of card card one card two come up as these act breaks i'm sorry but we never saw did we get a card three i don't know it doesn't matter exactly you don't know Wh- so whatever. what's the point of having that that well, that what's the point thing. for me of doing that when none of this is clearly just footage off of a card? Like it's a heavily Hollywood style sound designed <laughs> film. That's right. That's right. With the mu- music yeah, yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah. It's like. Right. As if we're. Yes, you're right. You're right. There is music. In that. Yeah, of, of course. What the fuck? But even just the sort of you say the sound design, I would have liked if it was maybe, I don't know, not a found footage movie. I, I but, I honestly, I don't ever want to do a found footage movie again. I'm over them. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I fucking don't want to do it. You have to pay me or or you have to pitch me a, the reason that is so important or like specific for us to do another I've found got footage it, Tim. movie. Scream 12 is found footage. No! <laughs> Fuck, really? Is it really? Scream 12? Yeah. God damn it. And you know, we're going to like, we have to do it. So, oh, what a nightmare. Okay. So, but from the get go, it's like, like what we said with the wreck, it's just so good or Blair Witch Project. You, you either just key into, oh my God, this is found. This is actual found footage I'm watching. Right, right, That's the appeal of it for me. And that's what it like lends itself to a low budget. You know, that's why it lends itself to it so well. But it yeah. lost me from the opening moments with the 911 call just by kind of like in men, it was just too much to have the like spooky face appear on the digital pixelization uh, phone yeah, sure, call sure, breaking sure. up to have their voices have the deadite voice effect added to it. It was like that yeah. immediately killed the verisimilitude for me. And then it I just went it. on and on and on with the sound effects in yep. that way. Whether it was like when they first kind of hear something at night and open the tent door and it's this, 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 you know, more musical ominous drones. It's right. like a sound. You even had like the classic like heartbeat for suspense. I'm like, you don't, that's not. It's not, not it at all. And when the little creatures came out, which were just so loud and obnoxious, yeah. it was like the same sound of effect for them, just played right. over and over. I just, it's not, I just, the sound, it just killed, it was like, why, why make it found? I don't know. It's for, it's not, I, for, not I, for me. I think you could have made this movie non-found footage, uh, same budget, Mm-hmm. Just have a just have an omnipresent camera. Mixed found footage and not found footage. Sure. Like uh as above, so below. Sure. And I think it would have done fine. Because then it saves you this obnoxious, just unrelenting nothingness of the flashlight point of view thing. Yeah. I hated that. I was like, dude, just open the flashlight up so we can see more or or just just shut it off and be done with it like it's not it was not showing us enough for me to care what i was not seeing <laughs> the only moment it really i i was just so tuned out i just really didn't care i but the i with the big monster i thought yeah. that was effective yeah yeah but think if we had seen more up until that point and then gotten to that and and it's obscured in that way i think you would have you would have been 
you know, looking in harder yeah. to see what, what you're maybe seeing. Do you see what I was kind of saying earlier at all? Just because I feel like it didn't totally make the point as far as like movies, when, when you're being true to the idea, what is the movie trying to mm-hmm. be? There is like this inherent logic thread it feels like it's following you know like from from the opening moments you're just kind of the the movie's taking you everything matters and is is kind of pushing you along you know and this i just never felt that like even once with this it just felt like i mean maybe it's the same thing that you're saying just kind of this hodgepodge of things happening but i think that that i think that that is a failing of of character like I think, well, not necessarily. I'm saying you don't even have from the to opening moments, like maybe it was this, the sound design losing me, and there oh. was I was off of it. I the, like the opening moments where he's holding the camera. So okay, this is actually a thing that really pissed me off and bothered me because I don't think anybody <laughs> does this, uh-huh. or maybe they do. I mean, Britt was saying that like that's how millennials shoot stuff, but. <laughs> she's like, this is so millennial. This whole movie is just like a millennial like throw up session, and so like. I was like, I don't, I'm not sure I know what that means, which <laughs> kind of proves that I'm not a millennial, uh-huh. which I'm sort of not. Um, the camera in the face, like everything was here, mm-hmm. right? And like, and then it never backs out. We never get wides until they're out in the desert. But like the first like 15, 20 minutes, everything's here. And even when he moves the camera away, mm-hmm. then it's it's like looking at, Sorry, it's looking at like just this close up, this cool, cool wide close up of a of a microphone or of somebody's knee. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this isn't this is nothingness. This doesn't like I I felt like the guy was trying so hard to shoot artistically, Mm -hmm. but that's an art. That's that means nothing. Right? Like, what does that mean? Shoot artistically. Art- shooting- it's like saying shoot cinematically. It doesn't, that, that, those terms have no meaning. Maybe like what people mean or when it does mean something is, it's kind of like what we always talk about. Like when, if, if, if it's Richard Linklater movie, who's just speaking like two people, you know, in a naturalistic, realistic setting, it, there's, there's our fa- my favorite word, potency there. There's, there's, it's, it's capturing there, something. It's like you feel a feeling that the scene should be and filmmaking is then using the physical reality to try to make everything be true to that feeling, I, right? I, I and totally it doesn't feel agree. like that is happening at no, all No, because I don't think that there's any, I think there is an attempt at being in quotations artistic, which right. is not artistic it's it's inherently unartistic to try to be artistic right right like those that's not art man like just like like shoot with meaning (laughs) to take uh to take some um right so to take some uh some notes here from my things of note the movie came from first he had the idea for like oh there was the word um out not out waters but um out Outlands, he thought, is an interesting word, kind of something there, and then thought out waters just kind of sounds cool. And I think, well, that sums it up. 
No, wait. That's literally what I'm saying right now. Okay, okay. Hey, man, you know, Outland, that actually means something. But you know what would be cooler? Something totally different, but just because it sounds cool. Outwaters. It doesn't mean anything. I think Outwaters does sound cool. I sure, think, but it doesn't mean anything. Right. So my point being, like, I think there there was a starting point that was cool because, and I think that's why the film, you know, relatively for its budget and all, did well and was being talked about is this really successful and um, good looking marketing. The poster the marketing looks cool. is so good, dude. It feels I, I, I agree. I should have said that in things that work. So you see. Um, how the marketing, though, is an example of where it's being true to the idea, like the outwaters. That, okay, that's interesting. That's cool. That feels like something. What does it feel like? Desert, orange, blood, uh, you know, uh, uh, I was going to say Cthulian, uh, you know, yeah, not, yeah. But not, not Lovecraftian, um, fucking <laughs> cosmic horror, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just all those things. Okay, I can sort of feel it. And then, and then with the marketing, you sort of, okay, that's the outwaters. I see it. I feel it's true to it. The, the way the poster, all those colors, like everything I just said. But then that, those things happen, are, are in the movie. Maybe I'm just pulling back to, you know, again, why editing could have helped in that way. Because you shoot enough, you can find and, and those things that are consistent mm-hmm. with what is that, what's true to the outwaters, you know? That's the kind of thread I'm talking about keying into of like, there's going to be that feel there, right? Um, but it was just so I much. Know. It was just too much. It felt like... It felt to me like a director who spent the entire shoot going, hey, also, you know what we need? Because like I saw this movie where they did this. We need a girl like bloody and like squeezing her boobies. <laughs> well, it's like, why? Have a why. You better have a why. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know that you, you don't have to have a why for every little thing, but you better have some reason for saying that that's not cause, just cause it was in, I don't know, it was in this cool movie, this artsy movie I saw once. Well, maybe you're out there, you're shooting a found footage movie. Um, There was. But why is she grabbing her boobies? That's what I mean. You better either have a why, a story why, or a character why. I'm Otherwise, not, who gives a... F- no, no. What I was going to say was that, like, sure, if you have that idea, shoot it, whatever, because it can be edited out later. Well, they didn't. Right. That's my point. I again. agree. I just don't understand. I, I Like, maybe I'm missing it all. I don't think that's <laughs> it, though. Um, yeah. It's just... It's... it's <sighs> the, uh, I mean... Kind of more on the 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 sound design, just killing it for me. I mean, maybe this kind of um, illustrates a lot about what you're saying, what I'm saying. But the 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 cheap jump scares, like where it felt like I didn't even notice any. Because yeah, I mean, because it's just I didn't a jump. It was shit. just loud. It was, but right. basically, like just so many examples. Maybe there was like two of them that worked out of the twenty, where it was just kind of like. Uh, when kind of ending a sort of scene or sequence, it would just screech at you loud, lights would flash, whatever. You know, it was just, it was, again, it was just like sound effects happening loudly at you. That's That was effective for me in Skin and Rink because it's a sort of, those acted as a yeah, sort of yeah. the act separators. Right. That were, and you got were few and into far something. between. Yeah. You, you actually felt like it was perfectly punctuated. Oh, there is a horror going on. But right. here it was just... It was just this onslaught, and it just felt totally like, I don't know, just cheap. It did, yeah. I, yeah, 
I mean, what's the point of going on? <laughs> you mean talking about <laughs> talking about, or in life? I mean, whatever. <laughs> so dejected. Sounding. I just want to like. There's so many more things that I could bitch about, but I just like whatever. All right. Like, why do we need the 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 girl in in a sundress frolicking around? It's just like, what the fuck are we doing? Why do we even have a brother? Why is he there? He doesn't do anything in why, the entire time. Why he does, were any of He them, does literally nothing. It could have just been one person going out to make a movie. That would have been that a may more have interesting movie. Yeah. Yeah, because then you go, oh, he's he has an intention that he's not going to give up. He's going to set the camera up for everything. Yeah, because you want it to be found if you're alone, too. Yeah. I'm a, I, that's a good movie. Go make that movie, Ryan. <laughs> Go make the, I'm going to go make a, a found footage movie in the desert. And the movie is that it, things that you could never have expected to happen, happen. Well, I wouldn't make it because I know you wouldn't watch it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't watch it on this show. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, then, uh, our next section. Sure. Okay. <laughs> things of note. This should be interesting. So, I mean, talking about the editing, I watched... Um, is that your impression of this movie? Yeah. Uh, it was interesting. 45 minutes of that. Shout out to... I'm a really big fan of podcast Horror Queers. And they did an interview with this director and, you know, they were reading it with the queer lens too, because it was about, uh, our lead was a gay character. Oh, I thought that might have been the case. Yes. I wondered about that and I didn't look into it. Uh, I think that, is that not, that story. That's not a thing of note though. That was just, oh. um, setting up this interview, which was cool. Um, wait, but you don't think that this movie is about that? That there's a clear queer reading to it? Yeah. I'm not the person. Uh, okay, okay. I'm going to throw out a theory here. <laughs> I was watching it and I thought to myself, I have no idea what this guy's like orientation is. No clue. But if he's gay and was raised strict Christian, I can understand the movie more. There was because a- of all of those, this sort of dichotomy of guilt and things that get wrapped mm. up in that and self-hatred that is uh, 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 um, pushed onto you as a gay person in that realm. So that was all originally a card zero, believe it or not. It was called, that was then released subsequently as a separate short film that he'd say, watch after the fact, where it's basically like a breakup with a guy. Um, and then What's what a he, card zero? Meaning, oh, card zero. Card, I get what you mean. You mean like... <laughs> The the card in the yeah yeah, yeah I guess um, the H the yeah what is it called? But he's he was basically the SD card. Well, when they asked him the kind of like yeah, was it supposed to be unclear? He's like, ah, oh, I don't know. It was just you know there was the whole earlier part that we we cut out, and then he said, but I thought it was pretty clear just the way I was singing and dancing to whatever song it was. Uh, so in his mind, he's like, that was enough just to read on the get the read on the character Uh anyway i was still trying to get this um (laughs) 
what he said about the editing, I was just most curious about since it was like, they kind of straight up asked him in a way that was very, uh, they seemed to like the movie, which was cool. But if they did not like its length, uh, they were tactful the way they, they asked it. it was like, so why the, why the very long ending of, or why the length of this movie? And why were you just, that was the goal. you just really wanted to force people to just sit in this experience and just, you know, maybe in theaters, it would have been cooler. Who knows kind of thing. Um, but basically, you know, kind of asking a question, maybe leading a little bit like, mm-hmm. or, you know, that letting them know that be the assumption that maybe it could have worked for someone that way. Right, right, that right. was the filmmaker's um, intention. He said there were multiple edits uh, he tried to follow a logic to it amongst the chaos. He did cut out a lot that he loved. Um, he said, if it feels a little long, whatever you find, I mean, <laughs> he did say it that whatever, like how I just said it, but there was this weird kind of just like meh attitude he had about the, mm. um, length of, of, of like, why not cutting it down? Um, Hmm. He said, if you, oh, and then he kind of maybe after the fact, think about it, said, if you find footage, he likes the idea that not, not all of it is going to be that relevant. Like if you just found a card, I guess I wanted to put stuff on there that wasn't driving the plot because that makes it feel more authentically found when now it's just like, well, then why wouldn't the sound sound authentic? Um, discovered possible. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, he did say something on the sound too. He discovered the possibilities with sound, then became like a kid in the candy store. He worked on the sound design for two years. But uh, yeah, if you find footage, not all of it is going to be that relevant. Like that can work in the context of maybe that suspenseful setup. When again, when I think it's a found footage movie and just, you're just kind of setting a mood. You're shooting those drapes and it does look kind of cool when you stop to look at it a bit. You know, you're getting shots of the road, the sunset, all the dusk stuff looked cool. That felt true to the outwaters, the dusk footage, sure. the sunsets yeah. in a way. But um, I don't think that was enough of a justification for its like. No, and I'm sorry because I don't know this dude at all, but that's super fucking pretentious. Like, I'm, like that's, that's, a, that's a punt. Like, that's a, like, eh, I don't care what anybody Again, thinks because I'm going to just do what I want to do because, meh, fuck you. No, the the meh wasn't a, meh, I know what I'm doing. It was fine. I'm not saying he knows what he's doing. Meaning, I'm saying he I'm just, just saying the tone, is doing what he's doing. I'm just saying the tone of how he was explaining it was not the impression you just did. It was this kind of, no. like, it was kind of this weird lackadaisical just kind that's of. That's pretentious. It was just kind of like, huh, I don't, you know, I don't know, maybe as long, but I don't know, whatever. Just kind of like that. That's pretentious. That's super pretentious. That's completely disregarding. I, I don't, don't know, like a bunch of stuff. For me, it didn't the sound audience. pretentious at all. But just that he wasn't working on the level you want to with a film. Okay, but then that's then that's amateurish that's, on that end. Yeah, it's one or the other or both. And I mean, sorry, dude, but the movie shows like it. It that shows. So. I don't know, man. He might be a really nice guy. He was nice. Yeah. I'm not trying to take down his character that much, but like when you, when you, I just, I don't like dismissal of sort of, I'm not a purist about like craft and that there's a certain way to do things. By no means, I don't think that. But I think it's important within your craft 
to acknowledge what's going on, have intention, be intentional, right? Like just be intentional. Don't be dismissive of the audience. Don't be dismissive of the art form. Don't be dismissive of like norms. You can not do the norm, but don't be dismissive of it. I'm just maybe pointing the sense that I got. It was more just not doing things you'd want to do versus like, I think this is great. I know what I'm doing. But then why are you making it? Like, that's the other thing is I, I was thinking about this today or yesterday about music. Like I write music and I realized that like, I don't really write it. I write it because it's sort of a form of like therapeutic therapy for me. And I realized that like, I don't perform very much because I didn't really write the songs for anybody else. I didn't write them to be heard even. I wrote them because they're helping me, you know, get through a breakup or whatever, whatever. And I'm pleasantly surprised that when I do play them, if they're received well and people are affected by them, I'm like, oh, that's really cool that that happens to be the case. But like, I'm not doing it for the audience. And so as I started to perform more, I realized that a lot of my songs are not appealing to the audience because of that. Mm. They weren't written to be consumed by other people. And so I changed a lot of them with intention so that they helped the audience be a little more like uh, taken care of. Not overly, but like enough so that they go, okay, this guy's not just like giving me the middle finger and playing a 10 and a half minute long song (laughs) that's just him like, you know, jerking himself off about being sad, right? Like- don't do that because that's fucking pretentious. It feels like there's the kind of distinction, uh, even though I would say it seems like he's coming from, I don't know where he's coming from when making a movie, that that may be different. I'd be surprised if he said the same as you or it was therapeutic for him to make. But as far as that recognition and that juncture you just described, that feels like the differentiation between what this movie was and what it could have been. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. I mean, shit, go out there and try it. Again, I'm not like, I'm not, trying to discourage anybody like go go make your thing but like be prepared (laughs) be prepared for people not to like it or like it because a bunch of people do like you know like yeah people like this movie i I, great i'm glad but i don't think it's a good movie yeah i think it's all the more tragic when rather than a filmmaker just kind of you know talking about if it was too long having the attitude of like I don't know, maybe it kind of sound like he got lazy or like just was like over maybe it. Maybe he was over it. Look, I've experienced this when you've been working on the same film for two years and it's like, oh my God. Just, right. I just want to move on, But man. it's sad when it's, there's potential that wasn't yeah. reached, I feel like. Yeah. With the material that the, is the, there. The marketing shows that. Yeah. I mean, the posters, there's two posters that I saw that I was like, dude, Right, yeah, you get why I wanted to see it. Whoa, (laughs) that looks cool. Let's watch that. Yeah, that's why we watched it. Yeah. I'm still mad at you, though. For falling for the marketing that you fell for? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because I fell for it after the fact. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, 
All right, man. Are you, any other things to note? Any, Why? You said your piece. Why would I? Read some of the reviews, though, because some of them are really I don't just come hilarious. with reviews with me here, too. No, not you. I'm talking to oh. you. You out there. <laughs> you out there. Go on Letterboxd or go on whatever something and read some of the reviews. Because some, some people really liked it, and some people are hilariously mean. Yeah, about it. it. I do like on Letterboxd, you can sort by, um, you can say, I want only the reviews that are from like three to five stars, or I only want oh, it from like half star to two and a half stars. Yeah. So go know. read some half star reviews. I left one. <laughs> How could I go read it? <laughs> all right. Well, then if that's for all, all four, that's it. All for 2022's <laughs> The Outwaters, which I'll never forget. And, uh, uh, Professor Drew Todd wrote, can a year, can a film be attributed to a year when I s- wrote that in a college essay, like 1972's whatever? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Great. I like I it. I've so. seen it in more places. So, adua to 2022's The Outwaters. Yeah. Can wind down with some recommendations. Ooh. What are things Tim and I did like? Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. You know what I watched that I will recommend dead, even though it is incredibly wild and it's not it's it's got its issues and whatever whatever and the the comic book movie realm is in this weird sort of state of flux um and the lead actor is problematic to say the least but the flash movie which is ezra miller um it's a wild ride man how was uh michael keaton back as batman so good (laughs) It's so... You were like the target audience for that movie, huh? Oh, my God. I saw the 89 Batman in a theater in Durango on a road trip back from California when I was uh, 10 or 9. I think I was 9. Yeah, because I turned 10. No, I was not. Uh, I was 10, sorry. And I... Yeah, it was mind-blowing then. And getting to see all these little homages, not even homages, it's just straight up like it was Michael Michael Keaton, Keaton you know, 30, 40 years later as himself, <laughs> like that that version of Bruce Wayne. You recommended it Ooh. to people like you? I recommended it to everybody. Forget about the state of all of these things and st- forget about the discourse and all that. You want to just go see a fun, really wild movie? That's what it is. I was unaware of any discourse. <laughs> oh, buddy, listen. You spend as much time on comic book movie Twitter as I do, you hear some discourse. Okay. I, yeah. I do not do that. <laughs> but I was on horror Twitter learning all about the hype of the Outwaters. Yeah, I'm going to have to go down and have what for, you know, conversation with some of those people. So can I tell you what I recommended? Please. All right. I'm slowly but surely working my way through um, the Happy Madison of Wah. Oh, man. With or without Adam Sandler. But one actually okay. came up that was a happy overlap where I was killing two birds with one stone because I also really want to see everything Anna Ferris has done. Mm. She's mm-hmm. one of the funniest people alive. Truly. 
and I had not seen the house bunny. Oh, it was so man. good, Tim. I know. I love the house bunny. <laughs> I recommended the house bunny. It's probably as far as like ranking all the happy Madisons, it's probably like right next to like, I think happy Gilmore will always be reign supreme for me. Yeah. It's like right after that. Um, and she's, oh, she's so funny in it. It's so good. So, uh, she's I, pretty brilliant. Yeah, man. Still like she has not lost any of that too. Well, she I was crushes. like, what, what has she done recently? And it's, it was just, she was doing the sitcom mom all these years. Oh yeah. Which I'm tempted to watch this for her. I don't think I've ever seen an, an episode of that. Well, maybe I'll come I back and feel recommend like I've seen dead part of it. mom. But for now, do check out the house bunny. <laughs> Yeah, that one's funny. There's so many good people in that movie. Yeah. Damn. Anyway, great. Right. Good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see of course you see that. All right. Is that it? Yeah. All right. Well, hey, everyone. Um, well, I got nothing to say except for our regular wrap-up words, which are right. Yeah, I like, always try to like wrap up before the wrap-up. Yeah. If you're going to go in the desert, stay out of the b- the blood and the water. How about in, and the snakes in your butthole. Uh, well, keep, for this one, keep your penis. We'll say in closing everything you just, just said there. And um, <laughs> Robbie, uh, sorry, I hate doing these ones where it's mostly negative, but I think it's super cool you made this, and I'm excited to see whatever else you make. I will watch it. Thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ha, 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 ha,